Good morning, guten morgen, goeiemorgen. Welcome to the devotion at Christ Life Ministries this Friday morning. It's good to have you here with us. Right, so I want to share a message with you. Romans chapter 5. All right, if you have your Bibles, otherwise you can just stare at me and I can read it for you. Okay, so Romans chapter 5 says, verse 12. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as the result of sin, so death spread to all men, no one being able to stop it or to escape its power because all men sinned. Right. I want to just make this this, this simple statement that death and suffering came into the world because of sin of Adam. Okay. So sin brought all this destruction of death. Now, I said that so that I can say the following. If sin brought so much destruction and death, can you imagine what forgiveness will do in your life? The source of death being ripped out of you, the very thing that ministers death to you daily, taken out of the innermost part of your life, sin removed, the sin principle removed, the shame and guilt removed, all accusation taken out of you if the sin caused death and the sin is removed and Jesus declares you righteous how much life do you suppose you will experience life comes out of believing that we are the righteousness of God life comes out of accepting freely by grace through faith, that our sins are completely forgiven and atoned for by the broken body of Jesus Christ and his blood poured out for the whole world. All right? So if we accept and believe this forgiveness, life enters into our soul. All right. So I want to take you to, um, while we're in Romans, go to Romans chapter 8 verse 10. And I've read this so many times that you can quote this off by heart. But let's read it again. He says, but if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes to you. So if you believe the word of righteousness, if you believe the forgiveness of sin, the spirit comes and brings life to your, to your very innermost part, your spirit. Now there's life. Life has been deposited and your spirit has been made one with the spirit of life, the source of life, the very creator God that's dwelling inside you. He's inside you. Now, as he dwells inside you, he starts to, to influence your heart. He starts to influence your mind and then starts to influence your body. So the body is dead by reason of sin and guilt. That's Adam. That's the natural side. And now Christ comes and he gives life through righteousness being imputed. That means the word of the forgiveness of sins. If you believe it and you believe that you've been made righteous through the blood of Jesus, life comes as a free gift given to you on the inside of you. All right. Now that love is on the inside of you, when you meditate on that, your mind gets renewed to the fact that you are forgiven, that God loves you fully. What happens? The life comes and there's a greater influence, greater influence, greater manifestation, greater manifestation. And your soul starts to live and your body starts to live. Verse 11 says, And the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead, if the same spirit dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells 
in you. So just on that note, I just want to quickly touch on Philippians chapter 3, and then we're going to go to Acts chapter 13. So Philippians chapter 3 says the following, um, but we are citizens of the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven, and from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord. So from it, <laughs> you are a citizen of heaven. From it, you await the coming of the Lord. So you need to take your seat at the right hand. You need to take your position of rest. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And from there, you await the coming of the Lord Jesus. So he's not going to come until we manifest him fully. All right, so just, that's just a side note. That's for free. So uh, let's go on with the message. Verse 21. Who will transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty by exerting that power which, he in, which enables him even to subject everything to himself. Get this. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is now at work in you, exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself subjecting death in your body in reality so that you can your, your body of humiliation will be transformed into the body his, the likeness of his body of glory that's just incredible so your body will be just like his body which is risen from the dead so it's the resurrection life so death has no power over that body but also ascended, seated at the right hand of the Father. All right? Not liable to all the natural elements, all the natural laws, but higher than that. Remember when Jesus rose from the grave, he appeared to people. He said, touch me. Then he, he's gone and he appears somewhere else. Imagine he walks with the two on their way to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24. And he describes and he opens up the scriptures to them. And then he went into them and ate with them. So a body can eat. A spirit cannot eat. And he ate with them, broke bread with them. And then their eyes were opened, they recognized him, and poof, gone. Disappeared. So he wasn't even um, liable to physical laws. He could go in and out of the, the spiritual realm, the natural realm at will. Appear here, disappear, appear there. Now, See in, in the book of Acts how uh, uh, Philip, the deacon, he was there. No? Yeah, Philip, the deacon. He was there and, you know, he, the Holy Spirit said, go join yourself to that chariot of that eunuch there. And he, the, the guy was reading, reading Isaiah, Isaiah 53, and he opened up the scriptures to him concerning Jesus Christ. And there was water. He said, what, what hinders me to be baptized? He said, nothing. So he baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, Philip, gone. <laughs> and they found him in Azotus. The Holy Spirit took him and put him in a different town. So he could travel from the natural realm into the spiritual realm. And from the spiritual realm appear somewhere completely different. Because the natural limitations locking us into the dimension of time and space had been removed. And the Holy Spirit took such control of Philip that he could disappear and appear in a, in a town some distance away. Okay, 
That's amazing. Even in the old covenant, that's what happened to the prophet Elijah. You know, the spirit would take him and put him on a mountaintop somewhere. So when he was taken up in heaven by the whirlwind and the mantle fell and Elisha took up the, the mantle, the, the 50 sons of the prophet says, oh, look, the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. And they said, no, 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 wait, no, Elijah is not gone. Maybe, you know, they, they <laughs> the spirit of the Lord took him and put him somewhere on the mountaintop. So they searched for him, he couldn't find him. And then they realized, okay, he's gone. There's now a double portion on Elisha. Okay, so what I'm saying is there was the natural limitations of the natural body was taken away because the natural body had access to the spiritual dimension. The veil between spiritual and natural removed. Heaven and earth was from the beginning created as one unit. Okay, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, not separately. The separation came through Adam. Now imagine what forgiveness does. It removes the separation between us and God. It helps us to know him so we can enter into the very place where God is and our senses are enlightened and we start seeing in the spirit as we would see in the natural. Okay, so as we have borne the image of the, the natural man, Adam, so shall we also bear the image of the spiritual man, which is the Lord from heaven. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So as he is, so are we. So we need to get this. Through the forgiveness of sins, we associate with a higher identity, with a higher nature. And that higher nature has no limitations. Okay, and our bodies transcend the natural. And the Spirit of God manifests, and whatever is possible to God becomes possible to us. Nothing is impossible to them that believe. All right. So it just starts with relief in your conscience. The shame and guilt is gone. But as we really embrace the forgiveness and the love of God and walk in fellowship with Him, remember Enoch? What was his story? What a life story. Enoch walked with God and he was not. What a biography. <laughs> so he walked with God. That word walked, that Enoch, Enoch walked with God, is walking but constantly speaking. If you're constantly engaging with the Spirit, walking with God, you gain access. If you read Zechariah, uh, and you, he gives you access to uh, walk among these who stand by, Zechariah chapter 3. Okay, so there are those that standing by the throne of God worshiping him. There are those, if you read Revelation, that's putting their crowns down. So the separation between heaven and earth is removed. We can visit there. We can go in there. We can see there. And then whatever we see there, we bring to earth. Transformation of uh, into his likeness and image means heaven comes to earth. Christ is manifested in us. Now, what did Jesus do? Jesus had, Jesus had no sin. He had no limitations. He was only in this natural body because he, he subjected to it so that he could pay the price on the cross. Okay? So, but he had no sin. So what would he do? He would separate himself and spend time with the Father that was unseen. And then he would come back in John 5, he'd say, I only do what I see my father doing. That means he, he saw what's happening in the spiritual dimension. There was no separation between natural and spirit. 
I only say what I hear him say. So he heard him speak. His senses could perceive what's in the unseen. So that's what Hebrews 11 says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So if we have faith in the gospel, there's a substance coming. Okay? There's an evidence of things not seen. And then in the Amplified it says, Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Faith in the love of God for you. Faith in the forgiveness of sins causes your conscience to be clean. Causes your awareness, your consciousness to ascend into a higher realm. And you start seeing things you are of a higher quality. You are in a higher dimension, in a higher realm. You respond to different influences. And life comes and is manifest in you. And even through your body. If you want to live, if you want to be refreshed, if you want to live without any limitations, you need to really renew your mind in this. Your sins are completely, 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 completely forgiven. There's no shame and guilt. You need to be stripped of your sin consciousness, a sin awareness, and be imparted with an awareness of the presence of the Spirit of God, the presence of Christ, the indwelling Christ. Although your body even may still be in the realm of, you know, subject to decay, subject to corruption that is in the world your spirit is alive because of righteousness that is imparted and if that same spirit dwells inside you he will restore to life your mortal body he will transform your body of humiliation into the body of his glory okay no limitations if you if you take it to second peter one he says you can escape the corruption that is in the world through lust you can escape it and become a partaker of the divine nature. How can you do that? Through the precious promises of God, through the word, through the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Second Peter chapter 1. So I want you to really get this. Forgiveness is not just a question of getting away with it. Forgiveness is a question of death and life. Forgiveness is the word of life. If you want to live, you need to choose it. And choose not to live in condemnation, shame, guilt, accusation in your heart. Because that actively ministers death to your whole system. And that's why people die. When we really, truly get a revelation of what it means to be completely forgiven, we will live and not die. When your, when your sins are completely forgiven, you are truly blessed. Romans chapter 4, uh, quoting out of Psalm 32, it says, Blessed is the man whose sins are completely buried. Be blessed is the man um, to whom the Lord, um, take, of whom the Lord takes no account of their sin. Okay, so we are blessed because we are forgiven. So it even, it even influences your, your finances, what you have, all the stuff that happens to you. The blessing of the Lord comes to rest on you. Life comes to you, your body, your soul, your spirit, but also to that which is around you, to, to, to your whole life, your whole experience of life becomes blessed through the believing of the gospel, through Forgiveness of sins. Okay, Acts chapter 13. 
Okay, so he says, he's speaking of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he said he didn't speak about David um, because David saw corruption. And now he says, verse 38, So let it be clearly known and understood by your brethren that through this man forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. So I proclaim to you, your sins are forgiven and removed. It's taken out of your awareness, taken out of your consciousness, taken out of your system, taken out of your identity, which means your very DNA structure changes. What you are changes. You used to be a natural man. No more. Your sins are forgiven. So even the very fiber of your identity, the very fiber of who and what you are, changes to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. And you partake in his very identity, his very nature, partaking of the divine nature. And also your body starts to take on the attributes of his body, the body of glory, transformed from the body of humiliation, into the body of glory. So your sin is forgiven and removed. You are a new creation in Christ. Now he says, and that through him everyone who believes, you see there, believing, underline it, underscore it, put like a yellow marker over it, put a star and a stripe and a Whatever next, an asterisk and an obelisk next to it, just anything you want, but you need to understand this. Believing the gospel is what brings you to this reality. You need to believe it. Okay, All right. So, and the three, everyone who believes, who acknowledges Jesus as his Savior and devotes himself to him is absolved and cleared and freed from every charge from which he could not be justified and freed by the law of Moses and given right standing with God. So everything that the law could not do for you is just given to you. Bam, first day you believe the gospel, you have been declared righteous by God. Righteousness imputed to you by grace through believing the gospel. Now, though your body is dead, your spirit is alive because of righteousness that's coming to you. And if that same spirit dwells in you, it restores to life your mortal body. Right. Take care, lest there come upon you what is spoken in the prophets. Look, you scoffers and scorners and marvel and perish and vanish away. For I'm doing a deed in your days, a deed which you will never have confidence in or believe, even if someone clearly describing it in detail declares it to you. That comes out of Habakkuk chapter 1. Right. So he says, also just a few verses after in Habakkuk chapter 1, he says, Lord, are you not from everlasting? And we shall not die. So this is the word. Your sins are forgiven and removed. I will do a deed in your day which some will not believe, even if it be told you. What is that deed? Your sins are forgiven and I will impart righteousness to you which will bring life to you. You will live and not die. This is what God wants to do. He wants to impart life to you. He wants to transform your body of humiliation into the body of his glory. He wants to transform you in every aspect, even your DNA structure. He wants to transform you to be exactly like the risen Christ. Christ being shown forth in you and in your system. Just as if you died on the cross just as if you were buried, just as if you were raised from the dead, just as if you were ascended and seated at the Father of the right hand. So you, you need to get this. You are co-crucified with Christ. You are co-buried with Christ. So that's baptism and communion. 
You are co-raised with Christ, baptism. And you are ascended with him. And you are seated with him in heavenly places. You are so united with him. As he is, so are you in this world. This comes to you, the reality of that comes to you as you know how much he believes you and how much he believes you. As you know how much he loves you. <laughs> as you believe how much he loves you, know and believe the love that he has for you and that you believe that your sins are forgiven. All right, so this is the message that I have for you today. Life comes to you as you believe the forgiveness of sins. All right, there's another scripture I wanted to read. Acts chapter Three, it says here, verse 18, Thus God fulfilled what he foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ should undergo ill treatment and be afflicted and suffer. So we know that. Also First Peter chapter 1, uh, the prophets prophesied of the sufferings of the Christ and the glory that should follow. Okay. So verse 19 says, So repent and change your mind and purpose Turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased. So all we need to do is turn to him and believe the gospel. That your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. Now, I love that blotted out, wiped clean thing. You can go to Colossians chapter 2 in the Amplified from verse 13, 14, 15, 16. It just really describes It's like your sins has been wiped away, blotted out, set aside, nailed to the cross. You know, so it's taken out of the way completely. All right, so, so that your sins may be wiped away. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air. For the fresh air is the breath of the Spirit of God, the wind of God. May come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send to you the Christ who before was designated and pointed for you, even Jesus, whom heaven must receive and retain until the time for the complete restoration of all that God spoke by the mouth of all his holy prophets for ages past, most ancient time in memory of man. Okay, so just get the right prophecies for this. <laughs> the fulfillment of the prophecies is the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth like the waters covers the sea. Not there's going to be you know, blood in the streets, the, the height of horses, bridles, and there's going to be a dragon in Johannesburg. That's not going to come. That's not prophecies. It's fulfilled 70 AD. The destruction is, is done at the destruction of Jerusalem. 70 AD, it's fulfilled. Matthew chapter 23, Matthew chapter 24. I don't want to go into all that now. There's messages you can, there's a whole playlist of the end time stuff on our YouTube channel. Go watch it there. But God's agenda is not destruction. The destruction was to take the old out of the way completely. And that happened from the stoning of Stephen until 70 AD. Okay, all of that removed, done, finished. 70 weeks of Daniel, fulfilled. All of that stuff, fulfilled. What's on God's agenda now is, and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. The kingdom of God must come into place fullness of manifestation all over the earth. Like the statue that was crushed by the rock, the rock grew, 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 and filled the whole earth. The, the, um, the dream that Daniel interpreted. Okay, 
So the kingdom of God will fill the whole earth. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. The kingdom of God is power, not talk. The kingdom of God is within you. It's not something that's going to happen in a physical place. Right. So the forgiveness of sins, the love of Christ, will manifest that stuff in you. All the authority of Christ, all the ability of Christ, all the attributes of Christ, the ascended Christ, comes to you in manifestation as you believe who he is, as you believe, you believe what he has done for you, and as you believe who you now are in fellowship with him because of what he has done for you. So you are a new creation. You are not liable to the natural stuff. You are everything that Christ is because you have died it's not you that live Christ is inside you and he now dictates or he now determines who and what you really are as a new creation in Christ all of that comes to you through his love all of that comes to you through believing in the forgiveness of sins if death came into the world through sin if limitation to the natural came into the world if the veil came the separation between heaven and earth came as a result of sin, how much more will the blood of Jesus restore that fellowship and bring to us the full new creation being of Christ in our flesh, in our bodies on this earth so that Christ's full creation can be redeemed from everything that Adam subjected it to and so that the, the creation can be set free from bondage and decay, creation waiting to enter into the glorious liberty of the sons of God, the glorious freedom of the sons of God. So creation is waiting for us. The Father is seated in heavenly places. Jesus is seated in heavenly places, waiting for us to wait until his enemies be made a stool beneath his feet. Hebrews chapter 2, Psalm chapter 8. All right? Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 10, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So he's sitting there waiting for us. We're waiting for him to come and rapture him. Uh-uh, uh-uh. There's no rapture. We're waiting to go to heaven. No, you're going to wait and you're going to waste your whole life and you're going to get to heaven and then you're going to wait to come back here because he's bringing the saints with him here. What God wants to do is manifest his life in you on this earth. Don't wait. Walk in fellowship with Jesus. It comes to you through the forgiveness of sins, through knowing the love that he has for you. I hope it's clear. <laughs> so God is waiting for us to get it. 1 Corinthians 15, the last enemy to be conquered is death. He's waiting till all his enemies be made a stool beneath his feet. God is waiting for us to ascend to where he is seated at the right hand so that the last enemy that is under his feet can also be under our feet. We need to, in this body, on this earth, sit into the rest, Hebrews 4, rest in Christ on the throne, all our enemies beneath our feet. That's another just quick sermonette at the end of, <laughs> of this message. So just get this. God's agenda is glory. God's agenda is life. God's agenda is complete victory over all things. God's agenda is not suffering. God's agenda is not anything judging sin that's already happened on the cross. It's already done. Those who believe are condemned already. Disbelief. Those who disbelieve are condemned already. Those who believe will never be condemned. Let me just get my words right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so be blessed. Know that you are forgiven. 
know the love of God for you, and we will uh, experience more of Jesus. All right, so I want to just encourage you to enjoy your weekend. So tomorrow night, we have a worship weekend, worship night. Well, it's tomorrow afternoon, rather. It's from, it starts at 4 o'clock and it ends 6 o'clock because of government regulations. We're only allowed two hours. So, um, so you can check if there's some, some places still left. Check the details on our Facebook page and just make sure if there's an, a, still a place left or so. I think by this time the places should be fully booked. But please make sure if there's a place left and, and come. And if you cannot come, we will live stream it, but we will only live stream it on our YouTube channel. Now I want to ask you, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, the Christ Life. You can search for it on YouTube. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We need to get more subscriptions to reach more people, and I really believe it's going to bless you. So I want to encourage you to watch the videos there on the YouTube channel and to, to subscribe to it. Um, there's a lot of content uploaded there for you, so I just want to encourage you to make use of it. And remember, Saturday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., we're going to have Johan van Rensburg Gaining Ground Worship. Um, he used to be the worship leader with Prophet Kubis during the Revival of Spirit Ministries. Man, what a man of God. He's so full of the love of God, so full of the anointing. So, so if you can come, come. And if you can't come, please watch the live stream on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe. All right. So be blessed. We'll see you again Sunday morning after the worship service for a live uh, Sunday morning service, 9.30 Sunday morning. Be blessed and enjoy your weekend. Amen.